When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you think a lot of the hate on astrology comes from uh, from men? What a great question. I love your questions. We have both sides, and the low side of the male, yeah, he doesn't believe anything. The high side of the male, he's a student, and he's really intellectual, and he's brilliant. Mm-hmm. The low side of the female, she's crazy. She's all emotional, and she's vulnerable, and she's needy. The high side of the female is she's wise, mm. and she knows how to hold her energies. Wherever you guys are watching this show, I would truly appreciate it if you follow or subscribe. It helps a lot with the algorithm. It helps us get bigger and better guests, and it helps us grow the team. Truly means a lot. Thank you guys for supporting, and here's the episode. All right, guys, we are here with Deborah Silverman here today. How's it going? I'm having so much fun already. Yeah, we just had an amazing session. I know. That's called 4E, and no one even knows about it. Wow. But because you're an Aquarian, you're ahead of everyone else. I, I never heard about it, but I, I learned some valuable things. There's some so thank things you. that will never change now. You've got them in your bones. Yeah. I'm hoping you'll remember it. We recorded it. We recorded it. You showed me my map. My map. It's called an astrology chart. Astrology chart. Of the actual placement of where the planets were at the moment of your birth. It's scientific. It's based on astronomy. Mm. This is the part where people get like, I don't believe in astrology. It's been here, the oldest science on Earth. It's literally 4,000 years old. It's in Egypt. It's in hieroglyphics. It is the production of understanding the human psyche, and people say mean things about it. Yeah. Why do you think astrology has sort of gotten lost over the years? I think it's 100% the church that somewhere when they realized that individuals were going to show up that didn't follow like you, that weren't going to be part of the group think and go in the absolute following of the norm, they were like, this is not good. Mm. So they took it out and they called it black magic and they wow. threw it away. It seems like the ancients really tapped into it, the it's power been of here. it. Think about it. At night, before there was electricity, which only happened 100 years ago, we navigated through the stars. We knew the cycles of the seasons through the stars. Mm. We spent every new moon in the house because it was dark, and so we would go in. During a full moon, we came out to celebrate, and it was absolutely part of the mainstream thought process in the good old days. Wow. But out it went. Yeah. The electricity came in and modern religion and all the concepts that say you are not allowed to be an individual. Well, that's all changing, isn't it? Mm, it is. So it is true that the moon can impact your emotions then. The moon impacts the earth. You watch the farmer's almanac and they know when the tides go up and down. Wow. That's not a question. During a full moon, there's more instances at hospitals with the police dealing with not sleeping. That's a big deal during a full moon. And when you start to watch, and I have these free videos every day that come on Instagram and YouTube. Mm-hmm. When you start to watch the moon's movements, there's a mood. Like today, I woke up today and I knew it was going to be a funny day and it's been a funny day. I I mean, I knew because of the moon and I knew Mercury was retrograde. And so what you do in those moments is you go, well, this will be kind of fun. Yeah. Rather than I am so pissed off, we're late. We just missed that appointment. But instead you just lighten it up. That is the art of astrology is turning on the observer, which you're really good at, Mm -hmm. looking at yourself and going... Am I like loopy Lou? Yes, you are. Everyone's a little crazy. Raise your hand. If you've yeah. got an ego, got raise your hand. Everybody, some, and raise your hand days. if you're a little crazy. We're all a little crazy. What astrology does is it makes crazy normal. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden it's acceptable that you have so much air in your chart you can't stop talking or thinking mm. or moving quickly. And then there's compassion. You wow. named it today. It's the cultivation of compassion. That's what astrology is for. 
but it's got such a bad name. And there's so much dippy doo astrology that pisses me off mm. where people just superficially flirt with it. And it's all over the in- inter like the whole Internet is filled with it. But the people that actually spend the time to go deep and to take a practice onto it, like study it yeah. and delve into it, that's a whole different kind. Con- that's our school. I have a school. Yeah. Yeah. You're one of the best at it. I see so many people on Instagram teaching it and I don't know who to follow, honestly. Because you have to wait until your intuition says, I trust that person. And you have that in your tummy. We figured that out today. I think I do because I invited you on the show and I've seen hundreds of astrologers and I never invited them on. So, And I've been doing this for over almost 50 years. Can you wow. imagine? And when you do something that long, when you really delve into something and you practice it with commitment, there is a certain level of... I guess you could say mastery, but you will know when you meet people whether you trust them. You get a gut feeling immediately. Yeah. And I like you. <laughs> so you mentioned Mercury retrograde. What exactly is that? Because I, I hear about it. So there's the planet, the sun and Mercury are traveling together with two trains. And if you see two trains going the same speed, it suddenly looks like they're going backwards. It actually has a visual effect of looking backwards. Mm-hmm. Three times a year, Mercury and the sun are always traveling together and they move at the same pace and all of a sudden one goes backwards. Mm. And in those markers, those three times that happens, it requires us to stop. Like our plane was delayed. I knew this was going to happen because we were flying here during Mercury retrograde. Wow. And then today, we, the, I've never had that happen. I went to go get my, just in case you didn't notice, my hair blow dried. <laughs> and the appointment was late because the whole thing, the track. So when things go off during Mercury retrograde, it's an invitation to take a breath and not get so caught in our heavy relationship with this life. Mm. Is it true your soul chooses your astrology? I think that's true. I'm not the person that goes woo-woo very easily, and there's lots of skeptics that I relate to because of it. Mm-hmm. I would say there's an assignment that every soul comes in with, and your chart, you having five planets in Aquarius, explains your love for technology. You're good at social media. You have this incredible platform. You're fast. All of that is described by the chart. So did you consciously choose it? No, you can't remember. Right. Did your soul choose it? I would suggest yes. It was an assignment. I like to think, because I can't remember choosing it, but I definitely feel the assignments of meeting certain people, the dogs, the parents, the family, the job, all those beings in your life, if you stop and realize it, they came in by fate. Mm. Now, you can get in the way. You can ruin everything. Yeah. You can fall asleep in the middle of the movie. You can get addicted. You can sit and watch social media all day. Or you could stay awake. And that's a requirement to stay in the process of asking questions. That's why these podcasts are so important. Yeah. Keep the mind alert. Don't follow Think for yourself. Let there be an independence that says, you know what? I have a bad feeling or I have a feeling I'm going to change jobs. And then you go with it. Mm. But that's intuition and that's instinct. And most people get caught in their heads and it's a messy, hard-headed place up there. I would be dangerous to be inside (laughs) my head. I don't know about yours. Yeah. Well, astrology touches a lot on destiny and fate, but there's that balance of free will too, right? That's definitely true. And the real art is turning the mind into your friend because mm. the mind gets so confused and there's so many different concepts and ideas and there's so many different options. And then you've got to use your heart and you go, do I feel like this is the right decision? That's where fate and free will becomes your choice. Yeah. First things are sent to you. You're going to get those parents. You're going to get that body type, Mr. So Tall, we didn't know. Mm. You're going to get the people that you meet. Now, the question is, will you choose love Will you go to your heart? Will you go deeper? Will you study your chart? Will you go seek the questions? Or do you just take this life for granted and play at the superficial level? Right. You can really learn a lot uh, about someone from the charts. I highly recommend people explore that. I know. And you have to find the right astrologer. And we have a school twice a year. Thousands of people come have been through our school. And it's a six-week class with only 10 people in the room. And you study your own chart. Wow. Yeah. And then after that six-week period, they're like, 
they don't know a thing when they start. And then all of a sudden, it's like, why did I not realize that this language was waiting for me across all time, mm. past the test of time? Why don't I be open enough to learn about who I am? And then... Find compassion. That was the word you kept using. Yeah, I did say it a few times. And it's real. What is compassion? It's understanding that you're quirky. You are quirky. Mm. I'm quirky. Everybody in this room, everybody listening to this. We have these funny personalities. The challenge is the inner dialogue of what you say to yourself about yourself when you're looking in the mirror, when you're dealing with your relationship, when you're dealing with your family. That internal dialogue gets adjusted by being able to understand the the network, it's like an architect, right. looks in the psyche of astrology, figures out your predominant flavors, and where do you get stuck in a little eddy and say mean things about yourself? Yeah, I learned that today with certain elements that I need to work on. I know, and that was the whole my book, The Missing Element. You take a test in the middle of the book, you took it, mm -hmm. and you find out which element was low. And as soon as you figure it out, you cultivate it, and then begins the awakening. Yeah. You know, people say it's spiritual awakening, you've heard this term, yep. and that simply means you're coming out of the dream. You're suddenly waking up to free will. You've got a chance again to really fall in love rather than be victimized. Mm. All of that is the spiritual path, which I see you waking up inside of. I'm waking up, guys. <laughs> a, and then everyone follows you because you've got such a gift yeah. at being able to network. And that's an air thing. You've got all those planets in Aquarius. Did you know that before I got here? No, to be honest. I knew I was an Aquarius, but not the whole planet stuff. Yeah, he has so. five planets. That's very unusual. The sun and Mercury and Uranus and Jupiter and Venus. Mm. That is a human who's really considering what he could do to difference, make it different than what his family handed him. He's wow. not going to repeat the sins of his parents. Interesting. I know. I'm so proud of you. And then there's an openness because some people just go, that astrology stuff, can you believe Sean's That's doing astrology? That's how I used to be. And what was the turning point? Just interviewing people because you never hear their perspective, I guess. So I, I was never giving them the chance to even hear them out. Exactly. That's the open mind. So if there's a reason to be alive, it's to keep the mind open. And this is your best thing. Yeah. And that's what I try to do with the podcast. Keep the mind open. Ask the questions. Be interested. Be innocent. Be open-minded that lets somebody that you don't even like consider their thought process. And then you can have a vote after, but just be willing. If more people on this planet listened, mm -hmm. the word listen and silent have the same letters. Mm. So in order to listen... You have to stop thinking about what you want to say and make it about you. And so one of the gifts of an astrologer is to listen to you on your terms to figure out what your soul has decided and not impose what they think you should do. Mm. So that's really one of the gifts of astrology is I get to give people freedom. I feel like I'm a key holder and I open up the door and suddenly they're becoming their real self. And then they thank me and they send me presents and stuff. I love that. Me too. It seems and like I, you really found. Can you imagine what it's like when they finish the class? And they came in feeling slightly dead or feeling depressed. There's so many of these words. They felt anxious. They mm. don't feel like they're themselves. And then suddenly they get the chart and they're like, no wonder I have so much water. I'm so sensitive. Mm. I don't want to be around people. Or no wonder I think all the time I can't sleep. I've got so much error. Or no wonder I'm a workaholic and I'm so caught with the details because they're earthy. Right. Or no wonder I'm an athlete and I'm out of control when I start drinking and indulging because I have to have the juju and I need the drama. When you identify those four characters in everyone, then there's a chance to change the story. Yeah, because people don't even know. I didn't know. Yeah. Like when I started this, I had I have a lot of fire in my chart, so I get a little excited. I could see that. But I, when I was young, I was self-conscious. Like mm. I was too loud or I was bossy or I was too strong. So I held it in. Or people would say to me when I was younger, you talk a lot. And I was like, well, I'm going to stop that right now. So I turned it down. You know, we turn in on ourselves. And that makes everything go awkward. 
So now my job is to give people permission slips. Interesting. I get to say to them, you are a little quirky, Mr. Five Points <laughs> And surprise, surprise, you have a gift of communicating to us and making us think. How perfect for your job. Mm. And most people are doing what they're supposed to be doing anyway. I think we don't realize how much our soul is operative and our egos get us so caught in the internal dialogue of mean thoughts. But there is a soulful part of everyone waiting in the wings. We call it the rising sign in astrology. And yours, if that birth time was right, is water. See, that's, really? the, conf- yeah, that's the confusion. Your soul is so sensitive, but your personality is so detached. Wow. So it's a ping pong game. That is fascinating. Yeah, I mean, it was on the birth certificate, so it's accurate. And then once you start knowing that and you start deriving towards the water element, which is sensitivity and being quiet and feeling and studying spirituality, mm-hmm. then your real self shows up. And that's probably why I've been feeling, um, I mean, prior to the two-week thing, which we were talking about earlier, I was feeling really good about myself. Because you were following your own rhythm. Yeah. And you had a structure. You need structure. I do. Because yeah, air people, bad. you can't, when you put air in a box, it just sneaks out. They, <laughs> they can't follow air people. They do exactly what they, what you tell them to do, they do the opposite. Can you feel that in you? Yes. I the don't like rebel being told is, what to do. Me too. Yeah. You, you have air? I have a lot of air. Hello. That's why we get along so well. All I do is talk when no one's looking, though. I've learned. I have learned how to slow down. You can't tell by looking. But mm. as the years have gone by, because I'm older than I look, I've really learned how to let myself. One, not take things so seriously. That's the gift of aging. Yeah. Because people get so caught in money and security and do you love me and sex. And it's like we get so twisted. And as you get older, you realize, wait, 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 wait. Who made up this story? Mm. Why am I so identified to my ego? By the way, they're not even healthy. Egos are so ridiculous. They have this appetite for approval, so desperate and so insecure. And then you move to your soul and you go, hey, wait a minute. I like me. I actually figured out that I don't have to be so caught by the group think, by consensus reality. This is all you. You cannot follow. And there's so many people in this world right now. This is a gift of this modern age. We're in the Aquarian age. Yeah. For the first time, it used to be in olden days, you had to live with your family in a tribe, in a little village. Mm-hmm. And if you left, you would be banished. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have food. You wouldn't have family. You wouldn't be part of the community. Now... We can let go of our families. We can let go of anything. We can fly anywhere we want. Mm -hmm. We can decide to get married or not. We can decide to have kids or not. All of that was put inside of a consensus reality that is gone now. Wow. So think about how free we are. Yeah. Do you think we're too free or do you think there's a balance there? I don't think there's anything called too free. I think there is a requirement for you, each of us, to answer in our own nature, based on our own chart, what do I need? to be my real self. Mm. So I need routine. I'm one of those characters that repeats, repeats, repeats. I do the same food every day. I eat the same. It's ridiculous. But I know now in my chart that I have a lot of Taurus and I need repetition. That wouldn't be true for you. You have fads. You go through eras where you're really (laughs) into something and then you drop it. Facts. Wow. Ariel always says that. Yeah. And so that's a nature of an Aquarian. So when you learn these things, and I have these funny videos, have you seen them yet? There's 8 million views on YouTube where you put my name in, Deborah Silverman, yeah. and then Aquarius. And a five minute video comes up and you're going to crack up. Oh yeah. I got to watch that one. Because it will help you understand this is all I'm here to do. And in our school, which starts in January or September, you come into the classroom, you know nothing. Yeah. And at the end, you're like, why do I feel so much better about myself? It's amazing. Is it in person? It's on Zoom. Okay. All of it's on Zoom. 
It's across all time zones. There's 40 classes every season that start. Wow. And you pick your time zone, and you go to that same class for those six weeks, and at the end, I get thank you notes. I mean, I feel like that's more valuable than actual school, to be honest. No, uh, totally. <laughs> Can you imagine if in school they would have said, hey, Sean, you're going to be a communicator this life, and you're not to follow school. Don't follow the... You, like, I could tell you, I worked in a school, mm -hmm. that this kid, I would say, he is not going to finish university. He can't. He can't follow that long. Yeah. It's oh, you worked him. in school? I, I worked in a school for the one school hired me for a year with all the teachers and I had all the kids sitting in a room. Mm -hmm. The little water kids were really quiet and shy and the little air kids kept raising their hand interrupting <laughs> and the earth kids were working on their computers taking notes and the fire kid was like, can we go out now? Can we go? Yeah, yeah. And I got to say to them, this is your nature and stop. But the teachers know, don't be putting the air, you and I sitting next to each other whispering. Don't put two ear people next to each other. So we got that was to really, me in school. Me too. Yeah. So they figured out how to put the kids in the right space and give them the gift of knowing how to be themselves. Mm. That was an amazing encounter. My dream of the future is one day the school system will understand. Create individuals, not chunky soup, like where it's all monogenized. How do you say that? Homogenized and everyone blends in and acts normal. We want the chunks. We want the people to be different. That's Please. what makes this life so interesting. Absolutely. And that's I hate, your job. Yeah, I hate how they try to conform everyone to the same learning lesson at the same speed. Yes, the it same doesn't work. Teaching. Yeah. Some of us are auditory. You're an auditory. Yeah. Some people are visual. Some people are kinesthetic. They only learn by doing it. They don't mm -hmm. learn by some people learn from listening to podcasts and the stuff really sticks. Yeah. But they didn't teach us that in school. We were all supposed to be normal. No. It was, a setting on the dryer. It was traumatic, honestly, looking back at it. It was so hard on me. I tried to be normal. Same. I tried to fit in and it sucked. I didn't, didn't like work. it at all. Right. And then as soon as we got free and came out of that box, you found your niche, I mm -hmm. found mine, and we get to be ourselves. And my job this life is helping other people figure out what they forgot. Because mm. we give ourselves away. People conform and they lose themselves and they become depressed and anxious and confused. And they can't make decisions. All that's because their rudder's not working. Right. They've given away the very source. And astrology is the oldest source of reminding you who you are. What yeah. a fun. It's like your job, all these interviews of people that you're so. My job is being able to give people literally descriptions of go do this. And they're like, like what happened today in our session? Like, yeah. oh, now I'm free to acknowledge that I'm really good at this. And you can take action, like you can immediately see some results, basically. Exactly. And yeah. I'm all that's why it's called applied astrology. It's not theory. There's so much spiritual information, fascinating, but I'm always interested in how does it actually land? Right. Like, do you get along with your partner? Are you going to choose to have kids? Do you want to make money? Like, what is it your nature is calling you to do without you walking uphill? Yeah. Is it possible to have the same chart as someone? Say you have an identical twin or something? Such a great question. Their souls are different. The chart simply speaks to potential. Mm -hmm. There is a variable. That's whether the soul's evolved enough, like what's happening to you, where they're going to wake up. Mm. So you can have two of the exact same people, and one plays normal and plays the route. You know, they just go into whatever is expected, and the other one's searching and seeking. And so the same chart with two different souls deliver two different stories. Wow. So the and chart's I, not like a set in stone path. Totally not. Okay. And the variable is how much do you have discipline? How much do you have interest? How curious are you? Mm. How committed are you to kindness? How much do you want to share? Like people get to determine the evolution of their soul by the behaviors in their life. Wow. Yeah. And you know when you meet an old soul and you feel really comforted being with them mm. and they reveal to you, like you sit next to them, you go, why? When I'm next to my grandmother, she doesn't have to say anything. I feel so happy. It's what dogs do. They're souls. They're so all souls. So pure, souls. right? 
Yeah. And they look in your eyes and you're like, I love you, I love you. And they're wagging their tail. That's a soulfulness as distinct from the ego who's insecure and scared and vulnerable and doesn't know if they're lovable and doesn't know how to act. And the ego is kind of a funny monster. And it doesn't go away, by the way. You have mm. to have one. So I'm not saying get rid of your ego. Astrology is you study your ego yeah. with the hope that you'll move to your rising sign, which is called the ascendant, which is your soul, which for you is sensitivity. Mm. And it would be so awkward because your ego wants to think and talk and read and write and do all this stuff and make the money and do the spreadsheets. And your soul's like, where's the dog? Yeah. Yeah. It's a balance. The ego is a tricky thing. And I see a lot of people fall victim to their egos. It's just the bad design. The human, I'm a, you know, this is a psychotherapist. I've been trained as, I have a master's in clinical psychology. Mm. And the nature of the mind is not in our favor. It's not built to seek peace. The mind does not know how to live with peace. Wow. It likes to be irritated. And it has this ego appetite that wants approval all the time. Once you become aware of it, you put it in its seat. And this is what I teach in our school. You put your mind in the seat and you say, I need right now to feel. And you're interrupting me. And the mm. mind goes, who's talking? And that's called awareness. Wow. And once you're aware enough to choose those four different elements we talked about, the free will button gets available. And the next thing you know, life gets really fun. Amazing. It does seem like the mind is always trying to put you in precarious situations, right? Isn't it so f And who pays the guy that wakes up in the middle of the night and starts talking? Like, why does he work all the time? Mm. And why does he say mean things about me in the mirror? Well, I, I'm always wondering, who is that guy? And then once I became aware and I was like, excuse me, you talk a lot. You're talking about me to me? Yeah. Sit down. And this moment you become aware of your mind and it's bad design that it undermines you, you have some freedom. And that's the spiritual path. And people get the spiritual path confused because there's so much out there. There's so much to study from numerology and the Enneagram and the Gene Keys and learning about the chakras. There's so much. Yeah. But the question I always ask is, can you feel your heart? Can you take a deep breath? Yeah. Can you find home? Who's the person you love to sit next to that makes you feel so cuddly besides the dog? <laughs> and those are the people that are soul contracts. They're mm. soulmates. And when you find those people, you glue yourself to them. And the best question to ask is, am I an honest soul who's actually looking for the benefit of your soul? Or is my ego so insecure and I'm so nervous and I'm so irritated and I'm so distracted and I just need to play video games because I don't know what else to do with myself? Mm. That's all a symptom of wow. not being at peace. Yeah. And this is the gift of aging. Yeah. So I was not at peace for a while because I was addicted to video games. I didn't look at, the mirror, at myself in the mirror for probably 10 years. Because... Just insecurity. This is so honest. Yeah. So how many people are watching this right now who suffer? There's so many egos that are suffering, and no one tells you that the mind is undermining your best interest. Mm. It does not have your best. And the minute you become aware and you can ask yourself, I call it the observer. That's what my book is about, The Missing Element. You turn on the observer. You see those four elements. You did it today. Yeah. And then you say, hold on a minute. Why don't I relax? And you get the free will button back. Yeah. Feels good. I can't wait to start start experiencing this more, honestly. And that's why I gave you the book. And you can listen to it. So the question you want to all ask yourself is, what will it take for me to get to the part of myself that is comfortable in my skin, that has a conscious soul, that's not burdened by religion or by anything you've learned before, but it's actually your authentic self? Mm. How do you find that part? Well, you start with the question, where am I? Why is my mind ruling me? Why yeah. is my ego? So who is that voice that didn't want to look in the mirror? 
And once you ask the question and you start journaling or you go to therapy or you see counsel or you watch interesting spiritual podcasts, the mind wakes up. Mm. And then all of a sudden it's on your team. Yeah. So is that the subconscious sort of kicking in? Exactly. You become aware. This is what Carl Jung said. When you become aware of your unconscious, as soon as you're aware of the unconscious, you bring it to consciousness, Mm. you're awake. Wow. Yeah. Carl Jung said, psychology will be a dinosaur science without astrology. He was an astrologer. He was a full-time astrologer. Like what we did today, every session he did, he had a chart in front of him. If I didn't know you had seven planets in error, five of which are in Aquarius, Moon and Gemini, I would be thinking, I can't quite feel him. Mm. He's a little detached. But once I knew that, if I could talk real quick and I could move into your mind and I could get you to then I would connect. And that's good psychology. How do I meet you where you live? Wow. I love that because I've tried uh, therapy and he wasn't meeting me where I was. He was talking slow and I was like, kind of, oh. <laughs> it was weird. Like That's the problem with not using astrology with psychology. Yeah. Because now if I know how to speak to you and meet you where you live and enter your world, not on my terms... But so I can accept you and be, then the person feels so seen. Mm. It's like being with your best friend. Yeah, that's so cool. So is it true certain signs don't get along with each other? Definitely. You just described it. If you have a turtle in the room, someone who's very quiet and they don't talk and they're not curious, that's a water earth person. They're more internal. They're cooking. They're cleaning. They're creating home. They don't want people around. You're like, really? You haven't read one book? You have nothing to say and you've got nothing? I, um have to go. Yeah, it's too boring for me. Yeah. But if someone is really speedy and they're with you, they could feel really like he's not really connecting unless they can match you, which mm. is what we did. And now we are compatible. Yeah. My best friend, now that you're saying all this, is probably similar to me. And similar gets along best in astrology. Right. So when you're the same element, so Cancer, Pisces, and Scorpio, they get along great. I'm going to just say them out loud. Okay. Gemini, Libra, Aquarius, they get along great. They're all air signs. That's what you and I are. Virgos, Taurus, Capricorn, they all love to earth and get grounded. Aries, Leo, Sag, they're all getting ready to get loud. I was just reading that, that both Mick Jagger and whose birthday is it today that's part of the Rolling Stones, they're both fire signs. I mean, it's classical. Sting, Leo rising, Madonna, Leo. You put a fire sign on stage and they love showing off. That's a nightmare to an earth sign. (laughs) I don't like going to concerts and uh, parties or anything. Right. Well, that's your internal world you live in. That's your soul. Yeah. Saying if it isn't deep and it isn't purposeful, you're not going to have Sean there. Right. But that's so beautiful to know about yourself. See, that could be misinterpreted, like something's wrong with you. And I used to think that, yeah, to be honest, not going to social events, I used to think, wow, I don't belong here or something. But that's because you're so different. And the permission slip of astrology is when you have five planets in Aquarius is you don't have to fit in. Mm. You don't have to go to the party. You just have to be doing this podcast to keep us all thinking. Yeah. And how easy is that for you to keep the conversation going, keep the interesting questions going? It's your nature. Mm -hmm. So when you have five planets, what exactly does that mean? So imagine in the heavens, the planets are moving all the time. Mm -hmm. You remember when in fifth grade you had that thing where all the planets were swirling around? Yes, Around the sun? yes. And Mercury and the sun are always traveling together. Mm-hmm. And then there's ones way out there. So when you were born, five of them were all in the same constellation. Wow. In their orb. That's very, very unusual. Interesting. Are you interested in coming on the Digital Social Hour podcast as a guest? Well, click the application link below in the description of this video. We are always looking for cool stories, cool entrepreneurs to talk to about business and life. Click the application link below. And here's the episode, guys. And so then you interpret those five and you say, okay, so he has sun and Venus together, which makes you very loving, but not human because Aquarius Mm. isn't human. Then you have Mercury, your thought, connected to Uranus, the genius. 
which you probably don't notice because Aquarians don't know that, but you're thinking so much faster than us. Mm. You go to the future, then you come back, then you go to the future, then you come back. Yeah, I do that. I listen to books on 2X also. No, you don't. Yeah, and podcasts. So because your mind works so much faster than us. So that's what it is to have five planets in Aquarius. So you can imagine when I'm looking at someone's chart and I've never met them before and I explain their character, they're like, what? Mm. How do you know me better than I do? And that's the, <laughs> that's the value of astrology with psychology. Yeah. So it's not just astrology to predict, although that's a value of astrology. It's not just astrology to describe. It's an astrology is useful at the psychological level to create self-love, mm. to give you understanding and timing. Because guess what? Saturn return is coming soon to your neighborhood. When you're oh, no. 28 to 30, I told you this. Your whole life, everyone can speak to this, everyone listening. Somewhere between 28 and 30, think back. You changed your career. You made a move. You met your partner. You had a baby. Astrologically, I'm telling you 95% of the time mm -hmm. at that age group, things change. And you can't wow. explain it. 28 to 30? Yep. Yeah, a lot of people do get married at those ages or have a major breakthrough. I want you to study astrology. That would be my greatest. If, you, yeah. if I could pull you into an astrology class and do a fast version of it. I'm down. I'm always down to learn new perspectives. Okay, so welcome to all those planets in error. Yeah. Wow, this is fascinating. Have you seen any client transformations of yours? I have. I've watched people who were, I'm thinking of a man now who had an extremely successful career, worked in a very corporate world where he made like $10 million a year. What? Came to see me, described his job. I understood that he was grounded and mm -hmm. found out that he was miserable at his job. Why? Mm. Because his chart wanted to get outside and go work with nature and he could not change his track because of the success. And after the phone call, our first reading, he left the job. Dang. And he paid me double. And when, I, when he called like a month later, I said, oh, now I know why you paid me double because I didn't understand. And he said, no, you changed my life in that one session. That's wow. a many, many, many countless examples where people judge themselves for being, for example, someone who's really shy, like an introvert. Yeah. And they have this gift of healing and they love animals and they love kids, but they don't like people. Mm. And then I get to say to them, you can give yourself permission to stop being pressured or not go. And then there's a freedom so every time someone comes to see me and I give them the code back to their character, it's just this wonderful, yeah. unbelievable, yeah. They just feel fulfilled, like they feel like they're in their natural element, And right? sometimes I have to have bad news and say to mm. someone, you have a really hard chart. Like it would be what your father, for example. What a hard lifetime. Mm -hmm. What a challenging chart. What a difficult... And then I get to say, get out of jail free card. Don't feel bad. This is really karma, this life. And then mm. other people, like your chart, I get to say, oh, my goodness, the stars are in your favor. <laughs> they are going to give you support. You're going to get your career, and it's going to be a downhill motion. And that's real. Some people come in with a hard chart. Wow, that must be tough news to give. That is hard to do. So yes. that's karmic debt on previous lives? Yes, and it's not just debt. It's that every soul comes in to carry a pain. Mm -hmm. That's the nature of this existence. You come into the human condition. And you're handed karma at the beginning. It could be because you're a big, generous soul who wanted to carry it. Mm. Or it could be because in your last life, you never learned about love. And so this lifetime, you had to face that, right. whatever the storyline is. And then as you wake up inside the dream, the karma changes. Mm. And if you get old enough and strong enough and do your work, you're karma free. That's Amazing. what that's what happened for me. I feel like the karma that my family brought, which was heavy. My father was in the mafia. My brother was on wow. I had this really difficult, my grandfather was when Jeez. I was two years old. It was so much trauma. And then I did the spiritual work. And I kept asking the question, what am I supposed to be learning? Mm -hmm. And can't it be different than it was last time for my family? 
And then I had children and I changed the whole story. And now I can finish this lifetime in my next lifetime. I've already ordered a chart. Wow. I, yeah, I'm, I'm ordering early. What? I'm going to be born in Hawaii. I'm, you'll all know me, but it won't look like me because I'm not going to talk. And I'm going to be surfing, having a lot of kids living on the ground and being really happy. That sounds amazing. Yeah, so you I'm can manifest future. your next life? Well, I made that up, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, it sounds kind of true. The point of that story is if you clear the karma in this life, if you ask for forgiveness, mm -hmm. if you look at your family with the question of what am I supposed to be learning, not the blame game, that everyone here is trying so hard, they just get it wrong. Mm. It's almost like a setup. You couldn't possibly get it right from the beginning because of the ego, the mind, as you yeah. described it. It's built to sabotage, to feel victim, and to think something's wrong with you. Who made that up? And then at some point you ask the questions, which is why I'm on your show, and you say, is there a reason I'm here? Mm. Is God actually a kind, benevolent creator who wanted me to wake up inside the dream? Yes. How do I do that? I become curious. And as soon as that innocent interest comes where you start to ask the questions, your teachers will appear. That's amazing. So does that mean everyone we meet is predetermined? You're definitely having people come in your world that are predetermined. What you do with them and how you... This is one of the biggest secrets of this life. Mm -hmm. At the end of every relationship, people hate that person. Yeah. They get divorced and they have stories. They once loved them and they promised to be with them for the rest of their life and now they hate them. Mm -hmm. The missing ingredient on this planet is knowing how to end things with kindness. Mm. To ask the question, what was I supposed to learn? And how do I forgive myself for being in that relationship because I didn't end it sooner? And how do I forgive them? You don't have to call them. You don't have to ever even see them. But if we all considered how we could complete this lifetime, looking back at everyone, here's a crazy story I'm going to tell you. Yeah. I was in meditation and I asked the question, if I died, is there anyone in my life that I have an out with that would interrupt my leaving this place karma-free? Mm. And the name came up and I thought, God, I haven't talked to that guy in 10 years. I walked into Whole Foods and I saw him walking into the store it's such a crazy story. No way. He was walking up to the salad bar. I walked up and I said, John, this is going to be a really weird conversation. <laughs> but today in a meditation, I asked, was there anyone I had an out with? And I know that because he had heard a CD in the car of his wife when they were getting divorced. It was a therapy session. It was in the car when he got in. Yeah. And he heard her saying, me saying to her, you might consider divorce. And he made up the story that it was my fault they got divorced. Mm. So I stood there and I said, listen, they since had been remarried, the whole thing had changed and it all served them. Wow. But I said to him, let me please apologize. I know you, we've had a misunderstanding. I've seen your two kids. You've raised them brilliantly. And can I have a hug? I'm so sorry if I ever gave you the impression that I wasn't on your team. And he gave me a hug. And I walked out and I was like, what just happened? <laughs> but that was me in my quest for looking throughout this lifetime to ask the question, is there anyone that I need to clear with? Mm. I want to finish this life. And know that by, by the time I'm done, even if people don't like me because I can create reactions in my wake because I'm so blunt, that I can continue to love them no matter what. And that's what I've done. And I ask everyone in every reading I do, how can I help you fall in love with you? How can mm -hmm. I help you forgive you? Because if you can do that with you, you can definitely do that with someone else. Absolutely. I think it's important not to carry resentment because we were talking earlier about my father and how he carried that his whole life and it ate at his health. Yes. And it know? ate away his life force. Yeah. And so you're changing that story, Sean. So the gift to your dad and his honor is you're not going to do that this lifetime. Mm. And if everyone listening looks back at their grandparents and their ancestors and said, I'm going to help change the human nature structure from not being so resentful and so anxious and so negative to thinking this question, what am I supposed to be learning? Mm -hmm. How can I be more forgiving? Is there anything I can do this life? 
that can make this place a little brighter. So today when I got here and everything went wrong and I found all these things, we just laughed our heads off. <laughs> this is the gift of aging. And mm. as you know, I'm almost 70. And when you get to this age, you look back at your life and you go, nothing was really that serious. Mm. And all the things that have gone wrong in my childhood, now I can forgive. It doesn't mean I'm all close to those people, but I love them at a distance. Right. But most of all, I know that this lifetime I can finish and I'm going to say, hold on a minute. Good job, Pat. yourself on the back. Wow. Because I did the work that every human's being invited to do, which is to stay awake inside the dream. Mm. We get here, we have an amnesia, and the mind starts eating away like a Pac-Man. It starts taking away your free will. It starts making you feel bad about yourself. Right. It starts making you feel like you're not right and you're in the wrong job with the wrong person. And then I get to say, hold on a minute, that's your mind. There's another voice, and that's called your soul, and that's your rising sign. Now, how can I get you there? Yeah. And that's what my school is all about. I love that. I can't wait to check it out. How do you, uh, how do you have no gray hairs at 70? Well, I think it's hereditary. <laughs> I mean, I think part of I don't know. I keep asking the lady when she cuts my hair. My father didn't have gray hair, so there's that part. His whole life? Yeah, he never had gray hair. That's I insane. mean, I have a few. I'm not saying I don't have any, yeah. but I'm not doing the normal aging, as you can see. Oh. But I think part of it is, and everyone has to answer to themselves. This is astrology. I stopped eating meat when I was seven. Wow. That, yeah, and I don't didn't know why. But I also stay away from dairy, and I don't do much cheese. And I, But I, I can't say... For you, everyone's body's different, and mm. you know this. The biohacking, is that what it's called? Yeah. We're learning how to identify our rhythm and our natural system and really paying attention. So I have always been outside every single day. I walk barefoot as much as I can. I ride an electric bike. I don't use a car. Wow. I spend as much time as I can outside, and I really honor that earth element for me has been the most healing gift of all. Really? When there's no Griswolds, I call them Griswolds, when there's no people around <laughs> and I can sit in the silence of my own, this was <laughs> gave me the gift of being alone. My mm. kids weren't there, I was single, I was living in a place in Hawaii and first I bumped into loneliness and then I watched my mind start saying mean things and scaring me. Mm. And then I got so aware, I suddenly went, wait a minute. I can go outside and listen to the birds. I can go outside and be in the ocean. And, f and I changed my narration around loneliness, and everything changed. So that was wow. my last frontier. That happened to me too, but the difference is the mindset part, right? Because your mind hasn't been put in its seat yet. Yeah. You're just, I mean, we just had a session. You're going to find out that you do not have to have your mind dictating and giving you that internal dialogue that makes you so, you, you can still be buzzy, mm -hmm. and you can still be on the video games, and you can still be doing all these interviews, and then there's a place you can come home to. Mm. It's a deep breath. Yeah. Even when we were doing the water breathing exercises, I was getting some visuals. You're so gifted. See, it's a latent gift you have. You have a lot of water hidden in your chart. But how are you supposed to know? Yeah. How, until you take the class, until you read the book, people don't have this information. And so when I've just written a new book. Mm -hmm. It's coming out in 10 languages. Dang. And listen to what it's called. I don't believe in astrology. <laughs> wow. That's a bold name. And so all the people that don't believe in astrology that are watching right now that think this thing is crazy, there is another angle. And my whole thing in that book is all about the mind. Yeah. And it speaks directly to the critic, the internal dialogue, that little gremlin that's specific to your character that makes you feel nervous can be tamed. Mm. And once you get that gremlin in its seat and you're in charge, 
the whole thing changes. And yeah. then you can look at your chart. The first half of the book is all about all the design faults that are built into the human psyche that you've already described, like feeling anxious and feeling scared and watching your body, not having the discipline and wondering what's wrong. That's the first half. And the second half of the book is you get to read your chapter about your sign and then you go, wow, there I am. And you take the high road because there's always a low road to the chart and a high road. Yeah. And the high road is kindness and compassion and having an open heart and saying you're sorry and being honest emotionally. Like you're so honest mm. and saying, yes, I had a really hard childhood and I'm changing that story. And yes, I'm in love, but I'm scared. Yeah. All those sentences, I need you. I miss you. I was wrong. Help me. I don't know why they're so hard to say. It's important to be honest because then you really can't grow if you're lying. That's the first single stop to get the gremlins to come chew on you. Yeah. You lie, you turn into a gremlin, <laughs> and the next thing you know, you got a team sport going between you and negativity. Yeah. And you get caught up in your own lies to the point where you start believing them. And I see people that go down that path, and it's, it's hard to get them out. So think of the people in your world who are kind. And think of the people that you're watching on videos. And please feel free. I've got so much free video material, so many interviews that I've had the chance to do to tell people. There is a thing called The Observer. It stands outside. It's here right now. You think that you're an interviewer. I think I'm an astrologer. Mm -hmm. That's one part of our existence. But there's a soulful part of us watching us right now mm. that is so delighted to have met you and so excited about life and so positive. And that part of you is waiting to find itself. Wow. And once you become positive... And it's not as simple as think positive and do all the... Because everyone's human. You have to first be honest enough to admit, I am screwed up. I wanted to write the... Can I swear? Yeah. I wanted to name the book, You're f and I Still Like You, <laughs> but they wouldn't let me use it. Uh. But, the, but it's true. Everyone's f I still like you, and your chart's built for you to be f up. Mm. And then the question is, what's the rewrite? What's the new narration? And how do you learn it? You come and study, or you get an astrologer to look at your chart. That's a shortcut. Yeah. Wow. And we have quite a few of them. I have certified astrologers that I match make people. That is I would cool. look at your chart and I would give you some Aquarian that would totally get you. Yeah? Oh, that's awesome. Do you think a lot of the hate on astrology comes from uh, from men? What a great question. I love your questions. Um, men, I would say the male side in all of us is a skeptic. Mm -hmm. The male side of all of us is protective. It has a gun. It has a natural instinct to be testosterone, which is to protect yeah. and to say no first and get pissed off. And the female side has estrogen and she's kind and she nurtures and she loves and she believes in woo-woo and she believes in magic. Mm. So we have both sides and the low side of the male, yeah, he doesn't believe anything. The high side of the male, he's a student and he's really intellectual and he's brilliant. Mm -hmm. The low side of the female, she's crazy. She's all emotional and she's mm. vulnerable and she's needy. The high side of the female is she's wise mm. and she knows how to hold her energy. So low road, high road, ask yourself, am I operating with my best intentions? Am I serving the people I love? Am I kind? And if you don't answer yes, then start pretending today after hearing this podcast that you're going to try just a little bit to be a little nicer, a little kinder. Not because you're trying to pretend, mm -hmm. but because your soul is waiting for you. It's just so true. When you live a soul-filled life, you see the smiles on people's face. You're going to interview my good friend, Ash Ruiz, and yeah. he is so much fun. He's a soul. His ego is so cute, it's not even funny. <laughs> and when you meet people that are cute and funny, that tickle you, yeah. their soul and their ego have become friends. Wow. And when the soul and the ego are friends, when you're not operating with just your ego, 
which is very male old school, or you're just operating with soul and you're so spiritual and you got crystals and you got all the green drinks and it's it enough. just becomes so ungrounded. It doesn't make yeah, money. And you wonder if they're even real. They're so no. off planet. So when you marry the two and there's a blend, mm. when you actually take care of both sides, like, yes, I have a business with 50 women. I run a company that's million dollars, millions of dollars come through my company, and then I get to share it. Wow. And then I get to share the money and the wisdom, and I get to get more and more people in it. And I love doing business. Mm. That was a decision I had to make. It wasn't my natural instinct. When I looked at my chart and I was like, wait a minute, I didn't know I was a businesswoman, just like you didn't know you were a mush. Mm. Like now that I'm telling it to you, you're going to naturally see it with the dogs. And with your girlfriend, I naturally found out that I have a business sensibility. But it was not obvious until I studied my chart. Wow. And now I've capitalized on it. And I've got a lot of people who are really learning astrology and teaching it and becoming astrologers. And I've made it into a business for them. That's so fulfilling. It's like, yeah, I will die this lifetime. No regrets. No regrets. That's my prayer. Help me to leave this life having left it even better and knowing that the people I've loved have felt my love. And that I have felt the love. That's so cool. And so think, you've accepted death. You don't I fear it. I can't. Shh, don't tell anyone. Are we on a podcast? <laughs> I am so excited. I know that really? the other side. Yes. I. Your dad, everywhere they went when they leave here, it's so beautiful. Wow. And anything you read about NDEs, near-death experience, I saw some of your interviews were yeah. about it. They will all say the same thing. Nobody wants to come back. Wow. Because this place is hard. It's heavy. Mm. If you stayed this long during this podcast, you know that there's gremlins nibbling at you, that your childhood was not fair, mm -hmm. that somebody really hurt your feelings, your heart got broken. It's the nature of the beast. It's yeah. what happens. This is my book, the, the, the Missing, the I Don't Believe in Astrology, is you enter into the story to be in pain to ultimately heal. Mm. And that no one tells you that. Yeah, that's the purpose of this life: to be hurt, to be disappointed, to lose your faith, to find it, to come back to the light, and then do it for others. Wow! So we're basically here just to learn lessons and move on. And that's why your dad's life has reason because you yeah. will not repeat the same story. Oh, uh, definitely not. You will be healthy. You'll be open, and you will learn. And he's watching, mm -hmm. and he's like, "Oh, Sean, you did it for all of us, and yeah. every one of us that do that for our families." We're changing the nature of the human condition. And we are in a very critical moment, as everyone knows. The planet has reached 8 billion. There's never been 8 billion people on this planet. We can't survive the climate crisis. Right. We're not going to live through this situation. I don't know why anyone doesn't talk about that. Yeah. And we will have a miracle occur. There will be enough people who are bringing light, who are asking the hard questions, that they will find the next rendition, mm. the next version of being human. And you're leading the way. Wow. I actually just had Matt LaCroix on. I'm not sure if you know him. Tell me. But he basically studies ancient uh, societies societies and stuff. And he was saying every, I think it was 17,000 years or 30,000 years. 26,000. 26,000. Is the Kali Yuga. It turns right. the cycle. Everything resets. That's right. Everyone goes extinct and then a new generation exactly. appears. And there's nothing wrong. So when you ask, is my fear of death real? I know that there's a design. Einstein said it best, God's not playing with dice. Mm -hmm. This is not random. The fact that we're sitting here and people are in the middle of a computer, the fact that I flew in and outside my window is this big ball. <laughs> What's that called? Spear. The spear. And there's th this is a natural evolution of our species reaching a peak. Mm. But we have reached a peak, and then it will naturally go and decline. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because when you learn the cycles and the seasons, you know that God's will is everywhere. Wow. That's Think something most it. people fear, but you're you're like... 
I'm so excited. I, well, I'm so excited that you as a 26-year-old is opening up your mind and sharing with so many people. That is the new age. We mm. are in the Aquarian age. We are at the end of an era. We've peaked. We are now going to get into a very scary zone. And yeah. those of you that know who you are based on your chart and how to calm your nervous system because mm. your soul wanted to come here. You knew when you signed up this was going to happen. Mm. You can't remember it with your conscious left brain, but your soul knows. Wow. There's no one on this planet that got pushed on the bus. Everyone's volunteered to Everyone get here. Everyone chose to be here. It's a volunteer position. Wow. No one twisted anyone's arm. And the next question is how evolved and how awake and how willing are you to take the high road? Mm. It seems so to me because I'm aging so well and it's so much more fun and the older <laughs> I get, the less I care. And now I'm really getting free. I'm thinking, wow, I wish somebody would have told me this when I was younger. Mm. Drink your water. Know where your water comes from. Make sure your food's organic. Be conscientious about what you eat. Yeah, It's unbelievable how the emotional body of the human psyche just loves to eat. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. People get carried away, man, and it's destroying their health. And we don't realize that the choice is, will I take the high road? Will I be disciplined? And once you take the high road and you start to practice... Being on my electric bike with the wind in my hair, walking down the mountain, giving myself the gift of being able to be slow, mm. that took me years. Yeah. I walk so slow, I drive everybody crazy. I heard you say on another show, the slower, the slower you work, the farther you get. Bingo. So think about that. Permission for all of you to take a breath. Let's do it. And then slowly breathe out peace. And I become the agent of peace with the breath. Feels good. With a breath? Just one breath. So why is it that we didn't get taught that in school? I wish we did. <laughs> and why is it we didn't get permission to be weird and awkward and be accepted and give each other hugs and really love each other? They should have taught us how to hug. Mm. Why didn't we learn the simple pleasures of life was being in love with one, your soul, to the person sitting next to you, and then the dog, which was the easiest one of all. Yeah. And dog. why is it so easy to love the dog? Because they don't talk. <laughs> and they look you in the eyes and they're so happy to see you. Yeah. I wish I was a dog. Yeah, same. I mean, Didn't we probably were in past lives. Yes. Oh, you're so sweet. Look at you. <laughs> now you're traveling all the way through. And so at 26, think about it. If I'm almost 60, if I'm 40 years older than you, think of what you can traverse into with the interests that you have now. Because mm. I started very young. Yeah. I started astrology in my 20s. Yeah, that is young. And I really ask these hard questions. I'm encouraging your audience. Why am I here? Who am I? How do I be more loving, and what can I do to get to my soul? Mm. Yeah, if you can answer those four, you're in great shape. I know why I'm here. I'm here to turn people on to love. Mm -hmm. Love that. Deborah. it's been a pleasure. I'm so thankful that you, I don't even know how you found me. Uh, I think you were on Blue's podcast, right? That's right. That's how I found See, you. See, and that's a good example. Blue, there are these different individuals that show up in the world. There's so many of them. You just showed me um, our friend Shervine. Yeah. There's so many different individuals, and, and Aubrey Marcus, and that's our circle. Mm -hmm. But I want to get into your circle where they don't believe in this stuff. Yeah. And open up the door just to be curious to start with. Don't even believe in it. You don't need to believe in astrology. It believes in you. It's been mm. following you around since the beginning of time. Wow. That's a that's a saying right there. I ding, love that. Ding, ding. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Anything you want to promote or close off with? Just the school. We have a wonderful school. We have a wonderful program that you did today, 4E. Mm -hmm. People can come and actually be with me in person to do 4E in Hawaii or in Colorado. And I have a course called Tell Me a Story mm. where people tell their stories. And it's a writing class. And I get to watch them forgive Amazing. and let go. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on, Deborah. What a pleasure. Thanks for watching, guys. As always, see you tomorrow.